Welcome to the Production Talk podcast with me, Jan of MixArtist.com.au. In this podcast series, we celebrate the modern way of producing music. We want to talk about all things related to songwriting, recording at home and music production. So if you produce your music at home, this is the place to be. Please subscribe and recommend this podcast to all your friends. This is the Production Talk Podcast, Episode 76. Welcome back to another episode of the Production Talk Podcast. At the beginning of this episode, as always, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the country that we are meeting on today, the Arakwil people of the Bunjalong Nation. And I would like to express my thanks and respects and gratitude to elders past, present and emerging. Today with me is a very special musician, Shiny LaFay. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's Thank you. great to have you. We've spoken for a while online and it's great to meet you in person here today. And uh, we finally managed to find time because we're both very busy. So I appreciate that yeah. you're here today with me. Thank you. I am very curious to find out more about you as a musician and then, of course, uh, find out more about your band, Luna Loops. But let's start with you first. Um, give us the, the rundown of your musical career. How old were, were you when you figured out that music was something you wanted to do? And what were the big milestones for you? Uh, yeah, um, my musical career has been for... Um, 45 years, I guess. Um, wow. Maybe a little bit less. Um, I started off, I didn't have any musical training. Um, my parents actually denied me instruments because they said it'd end up in the wardrobe. Um, but they underestimated my passion. Mm -hmm. You show them. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so at the age of uh, 16, nearly 17, I, I got a guitar, learned a couple of chords and started busking. I lived in Newcastle and so I used to catch the train with a girlfriend down to King's Cross, busk all night and catch the first five o'clock in the morning train home with, with a bag full of gold. Wow. <laughs> and um, yeah, um, that's how I started my, my musical career. And then... Um, basically moved into original bands as soon as I could. I moved to Sydney and started playing in original bands. And then I started playing with the drama from The Radiators, um, which is an Australian rock band. And I was just doing backing vocals for him, but then ended up um, him going back to the drums. And that band was called Modern Primitives. And um, also joined in that band were the keyboard player from the Radiators and the guitarist. And um, that was an awesome rock band. And I wrote a lot of the music with the keyboard player, Brendan Callanan. And um, then we got a publishing deal with Warner Brothers. They were wow. Warner Brothers back then. And, um, yeah, that was really cool. Back in those days, nobody had home studios. So, mm. 
you had to spend a lot of money on demos, you know. So yeah. I remember spending, you know, 10 grand on, on demos. They weren't even the album, you know. So, um, yeah, after that, I had another hard groove rock band, went to L.A. and did some recording there, more demos. <laughs> and then after that, I'd met a drummer um, when I was in Spirit World and we'd played together and we did a bit of jamming on percussion and guitar. And he went to England and disappeared. And then he came back with this English trance band. And that band was in Australia for, for a couple of performances. And then they said, oh, we need to take a vocalist to um, Europe with us. Would you like to come and audition and I was like yeah and then I was to my friends what's trance music because <laughs> I was a rock chick you know <laughs> no way I'm like what's trance music you had music? no idea and, yeah, cool. down, really. yeah. and then I'm like yeah. has anyone got any trance music they can play me I've got to go for an mm. audition so I'm trying to you know gather trance music because that was in the early 90s and then I went along to the rehearsal and they went yeah great come on board so, like, I think about five weeks later, I took off to Europe and I went to Europe for a couple of years on a, you know, underground tour. We played a lot of great big festivals. Mm. Fantastic. That sounds like a lot of fun. Mm, that was a lot of fun. And that was right on yeah. the nose of dance music. Mm, yeah, know? that was all still underground. It was pretty fresh. Yeah. Yeah. What was your experience on that tour? What was the scene like back then? Yeah, the scene was amazing mm. um, in that way that, well, it was new and anything that's new has a lot of, like, enthusiasm and yeah. curiosity and dazzle, which, <laughs> yeah. which is great. Excitement. Um, yeah. Mm. So, um It was really amazing. It was, you know, there's never much money in music unless you're in that very small percentage up the top. So it was living in a bus with four guys and sometimes <laughs> wondering where your next meal was coming from and like doing things like playing like the main stage at huge festivals and then you know, the next night sleeping in a camping area in the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. People snoring oh, and, and teeth grinding and tapping yeah. away at the computers, but a lot of laughs, a lot of fun and places that I never even knew existed, mm. like as a little Aussie girl, like, yeah. you know, Slovakia and and, and, and Budapest and, oh, yeah. and you know, um, also Beautiful the Eastern Bloc mm. Europe as well as, you know, England mm. and the Netherlands. And nice. Mm. Okay, beautiful. Tell us about Luna Loops. When did Luna Loops start? It's been a long time, isn't that right? Yeah, well, it's actually pretty special because yeah. this year is marking our 20th anniversary. Wow. Congratulations. That's fantastic. 20 years. That's yeah. a huge achievement. It, it really is. Is, is it still the original lineup? Well, the live lineup has changed a lot. Yeah. And um, originally, the bass player and the drummer. And myself came out of Tribal Drift, which was the English trance band. We came out of that band and um, formed Lunar Loop. And um, that was basically, apart from some personal dynamics, it, it was a bit limiting for me as a vocalist to be doing purely trance music. Yeah. 
it's a bit caged in as a, a vocalist. So um, with Luna Loop, we, we ventured into much more eclectic styles. So um, we have a trance element. We have drum and bass, which, you know, I particularly love for vocals. Mm. And, you know, house, tribal gypsy house yeah. and dub and all sorts of very, very eclectic. Yes. Um, so we started with, that was our, the core writing team. The bass player then um, married a Dutch girl and moved to the Netherlands. So um, eventually we ended up not playing together anymore. His path went on a different trajectory. And um, the drummer and I have remained as the core members and writing team. Mm -hmm. But um, we've had countless didgeridoo players, mm. violinists, from, didgeridoo players from all over the world, which is quite funny. You know, we've had French Caribbean, Argentina, Japan... Austrian, we've had so many different things. Oh, that's players. good. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and um, over the last six years, maybe a little longer, um, we have um, had Jacinta Simmons, the violinist that's come on board and been a um, really big part of Luna Loop as well. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So what makes your band very unique to, to my ears is that at first it actually sounds like pretty much any other EDM band, but it doesn't. Yeah, I, I sensed there was something else. And then I looked it up and realized you were actually a live band. So when I first listened, I didn't even know that. Mm, I thought it was literally, yeah, mm. I went into it with the ex expectation to hear just another EDM band. But mm. then I discovered there is something very different in a very unique way that really responded well with me. EDM is not something that comes easily to me. Mm. I, I enjoy it, but mm. I would often not choose to sit down and listen to a couple of albums in a row. Mm. Luna Loops is different. I did exactly that. <laughs> and ah. I loved it. It's, it's a journey. You. Thank you. So yeah, the, but definitely. The, this human element in there, mm. the feeling of, of having a band performing, is something I really enjoyed. And I find this very unique it's uh, not something that i come across every day so thank you yeah um, i well think done. um that's um mm. spot on is that um we we are a edm band but we have um very much a, a, um coming from a live sensibility yeah and um also the fact that now the drummer and myself both come from rock backgrounds yeah so we 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 come from playing Mm. Not pro not just programming, but mm -hmm. playing. Yeah, and I think that's um, something that is unique, and it's also what is really transferable to a wider audience because we have a lot of people come and tell us, "Hey, I don't usually, you know, if they've seen us at festivals or something, they say, hey, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I don't usually go for that style of music, but I love your music. Yeah, and it's because that's me. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it's because me. you feel you feel that yeah. live feel that you yeah. can relate to. The the instrumentation and you can relate mm. to the human feel that comes through but you get all the gorgeous benefits yeah. of the beauty of, of dance music which yeah. is you know all the intricacies and the things that you can only achieve through programming and through you know digital gizmos gadgets yeah. recordings mm. But then at the same time, it's a real experience life. So uh, to see an entire band perform like this, mm. 
I watch the videos and it, it's different mm. to see an entire band perform together and look each other in the eye and groove of each other and, mm. and see you dance and, you know, there's so much action. Mm. I respond better to that, uh, you know, compared to a person with a laptop and a microphone on stage. Yeah. That's just not quite the same. So I really en and enjoy the life element there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think that's mm. um, always been uh, another really important aspect of Lunar Loop that's been important to us is that we write the music with live performance in mind. Oh, so yeah. what we write needs to be transferable to the stage and not just mm. to playing a recording. Okay, talk me through the process of a song, you know, the life of a song. When, when is it born? And do you meet up in a rehearsal room or is it you or another band member bringing mm. the idea to the others? How, how does a song come together and how do you work a song? How do you evolve a song? For a start, we all live far away from each other and sometimes okay. different countries. So we very rarely get in the same room. Mm. So um, we're a very contemporary band in that way that a lot of our music is done via the internet. So, for example, the drummer has um, Roland V-drums and he will play the V-drums in and, and record the live performance in MIDI and then he'll assign whatever sound he wants to the kicks or the hats yep. or something. So he's got that live feel in the performance data. Yep. Just a quick note for all our listeners, you know, some may not know what a Roland V-drum is. So ah, it's an yeah. electronic drum set. Yeah, it's an electronic um, from the queen. world of, you know, from the ecosystem of electronic drum sets, the Roland V drums are definitely up there. They're among yeah. the finest ones in the market. They they're really not are. cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're not cheap mm. because they are quality and they're mm. constantly evolving. And, yeah. And, um, yeah, either you use, like, the sounds that they have assigned in, in their particular module or you can just use that data and program whatever, or assign yeah. any sound from whether it's Logic or Ableton mm. or, or wherever you want to get your sound from. Oh, so that's great. So it actually starts off a performed drum beat rather than a loop. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Okay. That's and, and right. And I think that's important. And I think that's sort of also the essence of, of what, what we are is yeah. like, yes, we're using all this digital and programming, but we're doing it live. So yeah, even nice. from where it starts from, you're getting this live feel to the mm. beat and then it's transferring into MIDI. Say, I must have missed the name of your drummer, please. Andrew Burns. Uh, Andrew Burns. Okay. Yeah. So hey, Andrew would, Burns. <laughs> hey, Andrew. Drum master. Yeah, much respect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. To you, Andrew. Absolutely. Um, so, does that mean Andrew would be basically initiate a new song? Would, would he start the songwriting? A lot typically? of, I would say most of the songs have been started um, by Andrew, uh, and he would be probably 90% of starting the songs, I would say. Mm. Before I started SE, <laughs> I um, was coming on board after that. But I, I, I would do 10% of the songs on my own. Yeah. And, and for me, I obviously don't play the drums in live. I would use loops or I would just mm. program, you know, the basics in, get the feel I want and then hand it over to him to do the drums later. Mm. So basically, yeah, Andrew, he's a very um, accomplished musician. He's um, not only a wicked drummer, he has been to the conservatorium and, and done music. And so he's a multi-instrumentalist, which is awesome for him. He also is a wicked percussionist. So like just to, so it doesn't take forever, Andrew would start the tracks and then they would bounce between us, you know. So yeah. um, 
I would, you know, put my riffs and keyboards and synths and, and the vocals, obviously, and then we get together and we work on the arrangements together. Mm. And every song's different. Some song mm. might be very equal. Some might be one person spends more time on it. Yep. Definitely Andrew Burns has been the major creative force as far as the programming goes, but everyone's got their own superpower. And <laughs> yeah. Cool. And so yeah. how do you exchange files uh, remotely over the internet? Do you all work on the same DAW and exchange no, your session we, files? No, that move? hasn't worked for mm. us with the DAWs because people are always, you know, having to upgrade and this mm. and I. Different versions. You can't send it to me because my version doesn't talk to your version. Yeah. And, and so basically, you know, quite often it will be like, well, if I'm going to put um, some synth down, you know, Andrew or, or vocals down, Andrew will send me like just a, a WAV file yeah. of a mix yeah. and then I'll record um, just with that WAV file and then send it back. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so it's like that. And the, the um, beautiful violinist, Jacinta Simmons, then she will either – she also plays piano and keys and, and so then she'll add her part to it. And um, sometimes we get together and manage to do the recording together, but quite often it's um, done alone and then mm. sent and mixed in. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Okay. Mm. And at what stage do you then say, okay, the song is written, let's actually start to record and produce that? Is that one big process? Does it just flow from one into the other or – Mm. Or is there actually a point where you say, okay, everybody, let's get together, let's make a record and let's start to record? No, it's, um, mm. it's the, the latter. It's, it's all together. Like mm. basically we, um, it, it just keeps evolving until it's finished. It's not like yeah. we don't do the demo and then redo it. It's like we, we do it. And it, and it evolves as, as it goes until it's like, yep, that's, that's it, it's done. <laughs> yeah, right. So mm. the, the entire production process, including what we typically know as programming, recording on stage, that all happens online until it's going to get mixed and then mastered eventually? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. And so, um, like with Down the Rabbit Hole, for mm. example, um, I mean, um, dance music takes a long time to write, you know, yeah. the programming is tedious yeah. and, and um, if you're not using loops and you're crafting things and, and you're not using formulas but you're just kind of letting that process happen creatively, organically, then it is. It's, it, it's very, very time-consuming. So um, a track can take <laughs> months, you know. I see. With, with Down the Rabbit Hole, we already were on tour. Like we'd started the album in England. We got back to Australia. We'd done a lot of the work in Australia. Hoped to be finished before we started tour. You know, we've got to have the new album for tour. We got to tour. It's not finished. But then, oh, great, we're all together. So mm. we then it was sort of like worked on in England. Then it was worked on in Czech Republic. Then it was worked on in Belgium. And then it was oh, wow. finally finished in the Netherlands. You know, so some of <laughs> that stuff I remember you know the violin like the, the, the drummer set up um, in this beautiful studio apartment overlooking one of the canals and the violinist and I riding our bikes there every morning and you know going into you know working on you know finishing the tracks and, and mixing and arguing <laughs> <laughs> yeah things that happen when you produce yeah and that's not loud enough that shouldn't be yeah, in right. there 
<laughs> okay. Mm. So you basically toured and produced all mm. at the same time. And that, that's great because the band is together mm. and you can actually bounce ideas directly off each other. It takes yeah. the online collaboration out. So I think yeah, that's right. a, a natural process mm. with, with when you're doing um, music in that way, when you don't have the whole band there recording like you would with the inner rock yeah. scenario um the band turns up and we all wait our turn and we listen to other people so a lot of the work um needs to be done solo yeah and then um you know some of it comes to, together maybe just you know the drummer and i off we work very well together uh i think we come from really different places in our creative approach and mm. and that sort of is very complementary and then having everyone together is sort of yeah. like the last process so okay. we go to that stage we mix some of the tracks um we'll get the mix to where we can get it ourselves and then we outsource those mixes we we had probably out of the 10 tracks on down that rabbit hole um eight of them were mixed by different people oh really uh, How did you manage to get such a consistent sound with that many different minds involved? Is that just the feedback you, gi um, you give? I guess, from I guess it's um, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I mean, probably now I would pay more attention to that because, yeah. um, well, I, I started um, doing music production course. So um, that has sort of really opened my eyes to a, a lot of things that I was um, formerly ignorant of. And um, it's great to be able to be in the pilot's chair and with a mm. with a um, more extensive understanding of the whole process, not just yeah. the creative process. So yeah, now I do. I am aware of like um, making sure that um, the tracks are sonically consistent. Um, so, but I guess um, we would send some of the mixes to people that we just found online. Yeah, right. You know, you can just do that new these people. Days. Yeah, we'd look up EDM mixes and, you know, like we work within a budget, so you're always trying to find someone mm. who's the best, who's going to deliver you the best quality for the lowest amount. Yeah, um, of course. True muso style. <laughs> we don't really have much money, <laughs> um, but, we, you know, we want the best quality. <laughs> um, yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> mm, I bet you have. Um, so, yeah, and, and then it's like getting getting things back and going, Uh, no, we don't like that. No, we don't like that. Mm. We do that. You know, because some people, I think, they can just treat things stereotypically or something yeah. or not individually. I, I guess having a bit of inside knowledge from, you know, how mixing, um, being a mix engineer, what that does and what the competition does mm. is that a lot of the cheap people from Fiverr and places like this, mm. they literally have their presets. Yeah. They just throw the wave files in there, just two things, hit, hit, yeah. export, and that's it. Yeah. And uh, some, some mastering engineers do the same thing. So it, it really comes down to finding the right person. And that's, yeah. you know, yeah. like, it's really good mm. to be aware of that, mm. you know, because mm. you, you read the, um, the blurb, oh, this, um, um, producer mix it sounds great mm. and then you get it back you go really mm. like have they even listened to what they mm. and then you just send back and go like once i think you know we we, we were like no we're not having that you yeah. know you didn't, that's not at all what you we signed up for so mm. they end up have like i think down the rabbit hole had four four or five times back and forward yeah. with the mixer before it yeah. actually You know, I mm. think it went, okay, I can't get away with this. <laughs> I better actually put my hands on it. Yeah, that, that's good. That's mm. really good. What about mastering? Uh, is that also done in-house or do you uh, hire somebody for that? Uh, with Down the Rabbit Hole, um, the mastering 
with the whole album. Um, different tracks were like mastered in different ways and oh, then really? we got the end product and just put that all through a mastering thing that we just had on the computer. So it's done pretty... Um, so you did it yourself? Yeah, we've done nearly every part of it ourselves. Wow. Mm. That's a proper hands-on production. Yeah, everything has been hand yeah. hands-on and um, do it yourself with Luna. Yeah. We book yeah. our own tours, we've, we do our own artwork, we, you know, record. We, we just do everything ourselves, which is, you know... Amazing credit to us, but because of that, sometimes it does take away yeah. your energy from what you really should be doing. Mm. But, um, yeah, that would have been my next question. Yeah, you know, if you try to do everything, which is so many jobs, mm. if you think about it, you know, songwriting that's a job by itself, mm. and performing is a job, and arranging is a job, and mm. recording is a job, and programming and editing, and you could keep going, mixing, mastering, yeah, uh, managing a band, uh, booking all of yeah. those are different jobs. Yeah, I guess none of us is a superhuman being and can be fantastic at every single part yeah. you know sometimes there's just things that others can do better yeah that's true have you have you considered you know getting somebody to do your bookings or just outsource things to, oh, to well specialists? i think the reason why that yeah. um like mm. luna loop is also like not only have we been this is our 20th anniversary we've yeah. done i think 16 tours of europe and wow. we've, we've come back not in debt so, like, for a fully independent yes. band to, to have achieved that, um, we've just found the alternative route and that that doesn't involve paying for things. And if mm -hmm. we would have had the money yep. to pay uh, all of so many things, you yep. know, we, we would have done that. Mm, I uh, see. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so, it basically, a lot of things come down to, to how much money you can throw at things. If I may ask a personal question, maybe, isn't it frustrating sometimes to do all of the jobs yourself? Oh, sometimes you think, you know that drummer in Spinal Tap that spontaneously combusted? <laughs> <laughs> I understand why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, keeping a band together for 20 years, that, that's a humongous achievement, you know. Mm. Not, not many people do mm. that. Well, what's your recipe, you know? You have all the burden of, of performing at all the other jobs mm. and you're still not at each other's throats and you're still a band. What, what's your secret? Well, first of all, I think the music has a magic, you know. Yeah. It's in a particular vibe that is um, uplifting and it does have that effect on you. Performing live dissolves a lot of things, you know, like you can, it's not to say that we're, we're never at each other's throats. I mean, like go on tour and I always think on tour, all those reality television shows like Big Brother and, and whatever where they feel like they're under stress. It's like, come come on tour with Luna Loop and, and feel what it's like, you know, to be You're in right. each other's face 24 hours in compromised situations mm. and you're tired and, and you know, like maybe some of the bigger bands we don't have um, – always um you know great accommodation and stuff so we, we make do a lot and um so sometimes you know and like i said in the process of writing sometimes it does get to a point where you can be in a bit of conflict but that passes we just don't hang on to it okay and you just go for the you, you don't hang mm. on to it and you go for the higher good and you just at the end of the day we're friends and mm. that's what um relationship Uh, is all about you. You Beautiful. work. You work through stuff, and 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 it's such a privilege to be able to play music together yeah. and and tour the world and play music and yeah. So those things dissolve and they don't 
you know, we just don't, it's not important. That's yep. fantastic to hear. Amazing. Mm. Look, I can really sense how playing live is, is really at the core of Luna Loop. Yeah? Mm. I can imagine coming from a rock background myself and having played, you know, rock shows as a drummer. That's very different to EDM on stage, isn't it? To play live with drums and violins and vocals and other instruments. And programming. And programming. Mm. So that's an entire new challenge. Mm. Uh, Talk me through the technical side of things. Is everybody on a click? No, only, the, only the drummer is on a click. Okay, so you've got a backing track that feeds the drummer's headphones, I guess? or That's right. So we have, or? yeah, we use Ableton. Mm. And, um, you know, the drummer is basically working the laptop. And so he also, so he also has, um, he, he plays an acoustic set, a drum kit live, but he has triggers on it. So, um, you know, he'll be able to change the sound of the kick and the snare with the triggers that, that we're going to suit, you know, because like obviously a drum and bass kit is going to be a lot different to, you know, say a trance kit or, or some Absolutely, other kit. Yeah. On a, yeah. So the, he uses the triggers and he um, triggers the laptop. So he's on a click and um, everyone else is playing to the drama. Yeah, cool. Mm. He doesn't miss a beat. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, that is a huge achievement by itself. You know, that is yeah. a really hard job. Yeah, it's a really so hard respect. job. respect. And, and a lot of people um, appreciate that when they see the performance. They go, oh, your drummer is insane. It sounds authentic for EDM and that's yeah. hard to play yeah. as a drummer. So yeah. when you say sounds are triggers, does that mean there is actually no microphone on the drums and the acoustic drums only Both. There's both, yeah. Uh, so it's a blend between the acoustic yeah. drum set plus triggers. Yeah. That then makes the life a bit harder for your mix engineer. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, yeah. um, they've got the, the um, programming, the, the backing to mix in as well, which is um, quite often challenging if you're not bringing your... Because we don't bring our own sound engineer either, mm. purely out of financial... And sometimes we'll play gigs and we'll do our own sound. <laughs> yeah, what? If it's a smaller what? gig, you know, festivals, mm. of course, everything's taken care of. Yeah, um, as it should. Mm. Yeah, but, mm. you know, like when you're on tour, you've got to find gigs during the week mm. um, because you've got to keep on, you know, on tour. And so sometimes we'll do the smaller shows and we'll just do our own s sound. So it's just knowing um, that, you know, where you have to sit the backing track And the programming where you have to sit that and where you have to yep. um, sit the acoustic. I see. So it's basically a backing track coming from Ableton, which probably contains some drum elements as well. Yeah. Plus live drums, plus trigger drums. Yeah. I can imagine that console would look pretty busy. There would be heaps <laughs> of signals running through. Yeah. And so then everybody else plays to the drummer, which can, then keeps the band in time. And That's right. Since you're playing from backing tracks, you don't have much flexibility uh, with changing things or deciding to speed up a little or there's none. play an extra chorus if you like. No, there's none of that. I mean, yeah. sure, we could be doing that with Ableton. We could be going, oh, let's go back into a chorus or something. But the nature of our tracks is very orchestrated and it's orchestrated in something that works and um, usually we've only got a certain amount of time to play so we want to do an amount of tracks yeah. so we're not really just 
jamming out on a groove for, mm -hmm. you know. I guess that's expected for EDM and yeah. that's why it's different. And some people don't like it. Some yeah. musicians don't like it. They go, I don't want to be a slave to a, a, a really solid structure. But I, I've always really enjoyed it because yeah. of like, for me, that's a real freedom because it's there, you know where you're doing and, and it's taken care of so you can kind of leave that space and fly mm. in it, you know. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, great. But, but some other people feel like um, you become a slave to it. I, I, mm. I, I don't ever feel like that. Okay. I feel like it's a slave to us. I can imagine that having all this complex technology on stage, that must also be a, a, a challenge in some ways because things can freak out, especially mm. when computers are involved. <laughs> What's your recipe to, to get through a show without any crashing applications? And um, <laughs> there's always that random element of, of anything can happen. But yeah. if you've if you uh, it's like an airplane, you know, <laughs> you got to trust that all that gear is going to work. Mm. And so yeah, maybe there's some time where the plane has to turn around and land because something's wrong. But it's the same with us. I, I know the last festival we played for example, Andy, you know, we didn't get enough time and he was still loading up the set um, when they went, had introduced the band and it's like, oh, we're not ready to go. And then hardly ever in our whole career has the computer crashed Good or know. glitched. But I have been at Glastonbury and seen that happen to yeah. um, Goldfrapp, for example, and then they absolutely couldn't get it running and, this, you know, it was uh. very frustrating for the band and the audience. But we've been very fortunate. Well, knock yeah. on wood. Uh, <laughs> Long knock, may it knock. be this way. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, that's, cool. That's good. Okay. Yeah. So what what's the stage volume like? Is that similar to a typical rock show with, with an acoustic drum set? Then you have to get your vocals on top of that, so mm. you probably need a fair bit of, of a monitor sound? Uh, a long time ago, mm. I made my life easier with in-ear monitors. It was the oh, okay. most beautiful turning point yeah. <laughs> in my singing career when I discovered in-ear monitors. And um, just particularly with um, dance music, you've got a wall of sound coming and sometimes it, like a gentle vocal mm. that you cannot get that kind of amplitude out of your voice you know yeah. so the only way to do that is to be able to turn your any monitors up and you just can't you just can't um get enough volume out of monitors without them feeding back just those normal mm. stage monitors i use both i have stage monitors i put one in in ear monitor and i take one out and if i'm singing a really delicate part i'll put both in ear monitors and yeah, also have yeah, um nice. an effects processor that i put on my microphone stand that that I can choose different sounds for my voice because if you're a singer with an electronic band you can't just you need to have your voice yeah. particular you know yeah exactly you need specific sounds per song it needs to be yeah, processed yeah, right. when mm. you're playing with really processed yeah. sounds and, and you can't rely on a sound engineer to, to know when to change it into Exactly. When they don't know the band, they, yeah. they definitely don't know. So I can put yeah. the delay on or I can, you know, roll off all the bottom end and get, you know, that mm -hmm. sort of sound that kind of sits into a, a particular area of the soundscape. So in many ways, you actually mix your own voice. Yeah. On stage yeah. while you perform. That's right, yeah. Well, it looks like you all have additional drops. Yeah, we do. We do have additional drops. And then you've got to sell yeah. the CDs and USBs yeah, yeah. afterwards. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow, wow. Cool. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Look, mm. are you comfortable talking about the plans for the future? Yeah. Uh, are you working on new music? Yes, Is there going to be a new album at yeah. some stage, more touring? What's, um, what's going to happen? Um, 
We, we definitely are touring this year. Um, we're going back to Europe after not being in Europe for three years. So we're booking festivals at the moment. We have quite a few booked. And um, we're going to have a new album that comes with that. I'm not even sure if I'm going to release it as a um, CD yet yeah. um, or actually just um, on a really nice USB because of late we've found that that's kind of more popular than the CDs. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we will have a new album and I'm really excited about that because, like I said, I've been doing a production course for the last couple of years and I've learned a lot and um, quite a few of the tracks I've started myself as well. So it probably will have a little bit of a different sound because it will yeah. be coming from from my influences as to start with as well. Yeah, and Andy's been writing and we will I mean we're gonna put the accelerator down now because we'll be starting to tour in June. Yeah. Start okay. start off in England and play down in Cornwall at um a festival down there, Three Wishes and then head to Glastonbury play at Glastonbury, wow. then catch the ferry over to Belgium and play there and the Netherlands. So, oh, yep. lovely. So you're escaping the Australian winter to go to the European summer and tour. Yeah, oh, baby. What a dream, what a dream. <laughs> I'm ready to do that before we're uh, definitely a migratory bird, um, you know, that um, yeah. loves to, to follow the sun. Yeah. Um, definitely. Wow, that's that sounds amazing. Yeah. Look, I wish you all the luck you need for this. Have heaps of fun. It sounds <laughs> like you're up on you you're yep. cruising on a wave there yeah thank you enjoy every moment this sounds amazing yeah and if anybody is um listening and they like to check out our music just to remember we're luna loop but we're l-o-o-n-a-l-o-o-p a, -O -O a lot of people get it mixed up with l-u um oh, so yeah there's lots mm. of stuff um online you can buy our music off our website you can listen on spotify cool. what's um, your website address that's just lunarloopmusic.com this will be in the show notes so you have no excuse uh, yeah. finish the episode and then go to the end of the uh, podcast players page and click the button on the link it will get you straight to Wonderful. the show notes and we'll yeah. have the link right there yeah awesome. that would be fantastic yeah and i just want to say what a, a amazing space your studio is like just oh, coming out here into the rainforest and everything is just so aesthetically and um, practically excellent. <laughs> it feels awesome and, and um, yeah, <laughs> Thank you I, I so hope much. to be able to, to do some work in the studio. Look, we should probably tell the listeners that uh, we're taking this interview in the middle of my maintenance period. It's uh, quite January, so um, the studio is taken apart. All the rack here is uh, on the couch and there's a pile of cables. So it's not very aesthetically pleasing <laughs> at the moment. I think, I think <laughs> but I appreciate your kind words. It's moment momentarily mm. changed to Spaghetti Circus. Yes, exactly, Spaghetti <laughs> Circus. And I'm in the process of getting everything to much better and, and uh, yeah, more flexible than yeah. it has ever been. So yeah. Um, I'm quite excited about that. So yep. thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you sharing all of this. It's quite inspiring. Thank you so much. And can I say one more thing Please. since we're talking about it? I have had um, like ongoing arrangement with Roland. So we we have the most amazing Roland gear. A lot of my um, things that I've recorded that I can't reproduce live because there's a lot of synth stuff that, you know, if you've used, you know, processing on the way, it's never going to happen again. So yeah, I right. use an SPDX um, sampler and I trigger a lot of my own 
synth loops or soundscapes or samples through that and cool. synths and and um, yeah, so I just want to say that. So, are you endorsed by Roland? Not actually endorsed, but yeah, sponsored. So, so oh, fantastic! Yeah. Well, that's very kind. Look, yeah, so let's, it, it's let's amazing. Let's add a link to the show notes as well. Yeah, that's yeah. very generous of Roland to support you. Uh, yeah, so I let's think give him some love back. Let's absolutely. put the link in there. So cool, yeah. fantastic. So yeah. you're happy with the products? Works out for you? Uh, it's been amazing, mm -hmm. like like all through the years, and it keeps changing. Obviously, yep. the gear keeps getting, yeah. you know, the synths keep changing, and the you know, mm. as the gear evolves with Roland. But I, I just think that as an electronic dance band, they just cover it all. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. They've been around for a long time. They yeah. were there right at the beginning, so yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, there's Great. lots of, of synthesizers out there. That, of course. I mean, we use a lot of different synths, like mm. digitally, in the yeah. in the in the process of recording mm. as well. There thank you, you for sharing. Yeah. Big thumbs up to the Roland people. Yeah. Well done, guys. All right, thank you, and have a beautiful day. Nice to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks for your time. We appreciate that. Okay. Ciao. Cheers. The amazing Shiny Le Fay on the Production Talk podcast. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom about uh, live electronic music. And I wish you all the best for your band, Luna Loop. Everybody go to the show notes, uh, click the links, check out her website. And if you get a chance, uh, see a live show. It's absolutely phenomenal stuff. As I finish this episode, let me just remind you, please, to go to mixartist.com.au slash survey and vote for the future of this podcast. I need you to have your say. It's very important to me that I get lots and lots and lots of opinions there, and especially yours in particular. So don't hesitate. Go over right now. The address was mixartist.com.au slash survey, and please give me just a few minutes of your time for your chance to win a one-hour coaching session with me about music production and everything related to your music. So I really appreciate you spending the few minutes to give me your opinion in the survey. That was mixartist.com.au slash survey. Head over right now, mixartist.com.au slash survey. Thank you very much. Bye for now.